Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. So it's not a sin in your church to have an abortion? That's the kind of conversation we would have finding out your story, where you're from. God's the judge. People have to live to their own conviction. The science is clear. The Bible is clear. And if we're honest, our intuitions are clear. We know what we're killing. We're killing a human being. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Welcome to... As the world turns... Insane. The idea that an eight-year-old child or a ten-year-old child decides, you know, I decided I want to be transgender. That's what I think I'd like to be. It may make my life a lot easier. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently it doesn't. This is Wretched Radio. Uh, That was the voice of our president affirming an eight-year-old's decision to supposedly change his or her gender. I, I, I call that evil, is what I call that. E-V-I-L, evil, which, by the way, is the word for apple in Latin. And you say, Frio, what does that have to do with the price of tea in Texas on a Tuesday? Don't know if you saw the spoof that was offered by Dole, the fruit, pineapple people. They sent a letter to the Vatican saying, would you please absolve the apple as being complicit in the fall of humanity? It was a spoof. It was just intended to get some publicity, but it does raise the question, why do we automatically assume that Adam and Eve ate an apple? And it's a little linguistics problem is, is the reason. The Latin word for apple is malum. Now, it's, it's, again, it's just it's, Greek somehow got involved. Uh, the word evil, you hear the word malus, aum, uh, malus is evil. Malum is apple. So evil and apple were kind of synonyms, if you will. And so apples won the honor of being the fruit that Adam and Eve ate. You're welcome. I'm glad we could provide that information for you. The president of the United States saying it's just good for you so you can be happy. It appears increasingly science says that it ain't working out for people. This is painful to read. It's painful to hear. And it's painful for the people who thought they were transitioning. This is from the Daily Mail. Man suing the NHS, that's their health system, their health, they would be like our National Health Institute. The NHS over trans surgery he regrets has bravely waived anonymity to share his ordeal. Hmm. Civil servant from Newcastle. I know somebody who lives in Newcastle. Someday you're going to meet a man in heaven who has more crowns than most. And you're going to go, where are you from? And he's going to say, Newcastle, which I know that sounded Australian or like a New Zealand accent, but just trust me, the Newcastle accent, it's a little bit on the thick side. Jim McMaster is there serving people in prisons every day, serving people on the streets every day, dealing with the people in our culture that we turn a blind eye to, which, if you don't mind me saying, is another demonstration of the rise of the autonomous self. We're seeing an anthropology problem manifested in so many realms of our uh, culture these days. Our understanding of man, what what does it mean to be human? Where do we get our dignity, our value? What is our role on this planet? How do we interact with civilization? How do we form civilizations? It's the study of anthropology, and it is a very broad term, 
Now you've, you've got yourself biological, you've got yourself uh, a myriad of different forms of anthropology. It's like historical anthropology, cultural anthropology, biological anthropology, a wide swath that is supposed to be the field that tells us why we do what, what we do. And I would suggest to you the rise of the autonomous self, which is a big cosmic fist shake against the existence of God, is the reason that we see so many people on the streets. Recently visited Chattanooga. Got to tell you, that town just keeps getting better and better, but there were a number of homeless people. And I observed some of them. Others I didn't because, well, um, one of them, their pants just kept falling down as they staggered down the street. Another fellow was walking on, talking to the wind and flailing his arms all over the place. Why are they there? Why Why don't we help them? And the answer is autonomy. This is what they want. We can't take away their freedom. The most important thing in the world is that you do what you want to do. You be you. Believe in yourself. It's related to the self-esteem ideology. It has romanticism woven all throughout it. Romanticism, if you recall, in response to the era of empiricism that said, what about feelings? What about emotion? What about the stuff that makes me happy? It morphed into postmodernism. Today, we see it manifested as the autonomous self, that you get to do whatever you want to do, even if it appears it looks terrible for you. We're going to let you do it because you be you. That is, a, I think, a fair, at least one of the considerations why we have so many homeless people. If you recall, it started back in the 60s. John F. Kennedy was the big proponent of getting rid of mental institutions. There were abuses, the lobotomies, very bad. It really damaged his sister, Rosemarie. Smile a little while, Rosemarie. So he went after the mental institutions. They have almost all been shut down. I'm actually not aware of one that is still open because we want people to be free. We want them to be autonomous. And when I see these people on the streets, it was hot in Chattanooga, summertime, In Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's a bit moist. And these people are out in the streets. Most of them look quite skinny and malnourished. They do not look healthy. They are are loafing around. They do not experience any of the joys of what a human should be doing, and that is working and subduing the planet. Instead, because of the rise of the autonomous self, we let them languish on the streets. That is not kindness. That is a perverted understanding of anthropology. But I digress back to our man. That No, actually, I won't. This is the same digression. The guy that you're about to hear from who thought he was changing gender, who has remorse. Why do we allow people to do this and promote it? We got it. You don't want somebody to stay captive in the wrong body. You want to let them be themselves or whatever their pronoun is. Once again, this is a manifestation of the autonomous self ideology that is pervasive. This civil servant from Newcastle, life over the past years has become also almost unbearable. It takes him 10 minutes to empty his bladder, a process as painful as it is slow. Any sex drive is long gone. And you know what the world says? But... 
yeah, okay, you got some of that, but you, you, he's the one who made this. This was going to make him happy. That was his decision. We're going to let people make bad decisions because of autonomy. Battling mental health issues, and after decades of suppressing his homosexuality, this fellow, 35 years old, had thought the answer was to become a woman. Instead, he was fast-tracked into making the biggest mistake of his life and left infertile, incontinent, and in ongoing pain. Is that nice? According to the ideology of autonomous self? Yes. Yes, it is. Because he needed to be what he thought he was. Not only had the NHS clinic failed to take into account his spiraling mental health crisis, that's his claim, it had also failed to properly counsel him about the risks. It turns out, I did see a little bit of the Matt Walsh, What is a Woman? And I think that if Matt had strived to go a couple of levels higher, it could have had the effect that I think it was intended to have. And that is to shock us and go, oh, wow, we're dealing with people here. This is insanity. This is mental illness. These are people that are hurting. These are people that are confused. These are people who are hopeless. These are people who feel trapped. That's how we should see these folks. They, they are caught in mental illness. Corporal Klinger desired to be Section 8 in other words, labeled as being insane because he wore a dress everywhere he went. Today, we celebrate it. And the effects of it, sorry, Mr. President, they ain't so good. This is from the Daily Mail. This is, No, not the Daily Mail. Yeah, the Daily Mail. This is an avalanche waiting to happen. Transition is now being sold to people on a mass scale. In a few years, we'll have law firms asking people if they transitioned and would like to claim compensation. Much of this fellow's confusion was around accepting he was gay. He now acknowledges in his 20s he stumbled across the idea of gender dysphoria in an Internet chat room. Older men on the forum convinced the vulnerable young man he must be trans. This is huge. Watch out for this, mom and dad. There was, I was just, there was some... Some silly study. It was only a few hundred people that said that women, heterosexual women and and gay men are are have bad body images because they're trying to win the affection and favor of a man who desires a beautiful body. In other words, men are terrible and they make you feel bad. And they are causing you to have low body image. And what is, according to the Internet, what what the indicator of a bad body image? It means that you're not happy in your body and you should be the other gender. There is a ton of this going on on the Internet. A push to say, are you unhappy in your body? Do you, do you talk lower than other women? That's because you're supposed to be a man. Mom and dad, watch out for the Internet because the ideology being promoted there is downright evil. This is Wretched Radio. Like the Pointer Sisters, I am so excited and I just can't hide it. The Masters Academy International is embarking on a bold new program to distribute Bibles internationally. There are oh so many wretched people who love to give to ministries who are giving out Bibles. And the Masters Academy International is going to start doing just that in the Philippines. But they don't want to give out just any Bible to just anybody. They're going to give away John MacArthur Study Bibles to Christians who 
cannot afford them in a local Bible teaching church. Can you imagine the impact? How much do you love your MacArthur Study Bible? For $25, you could put a Bible into the hands of a believer in the Philippines. I'll do the math. It's not tricky. Four Bibles, $100. Maybe you could commit to giving a Bible a month to a believer in the Philippines. Please visit wretched.org slash Bible, wretched.org slash Bible to join the Master's Academy International. Why do we believe so much in biblical counseling? Well, it's comments like these. I just haven't thought of it that way. Pretty intense, huh? Those are comments from real people receiving real biblical counseling for real issues in season one of Transformed. Released this year, Transformed is like nothing else you'll see on Christian TV. You're a fly on the wall witnessing real biblical counseling sessions. With Dr. Greg Gifford, professor of biblical counseling at the Masters University, he's our host and biblical counselor conducting these sessions, which deal with issues like anxiety, OCD, anger, trauma, depression, and much more. And Dr. Dale Johnson, the executive director of ACBC, is our other host. Dr. Johnson chalk talks the sessions to provide a deeper understanding of biblical counseling. Transformed is truly a one-of-a-kind production, providing you with an up-close look at the hope and relief only the Bible can provide. Transformed, from brokenness to wholeness. And it's available now at transformed.org. This shopping rule has been officially broken. You know the rule. You're in the store. You're choosing between two items. One is more expensive. It's the nicer one, you think. And it's better than the less expensive item. You can't have both. It can't be inexpensive and good. That rule has just been broken. MediShare, double the satisfaction rate of people who have traditional health insurance. MediShare is affordable biblical health sharing, and it saves the average family $500 per month. And yet the people, the 400,000 people that are in the MediShare program are more satisfied with MediShare than other folks with traditional health insurance. The rule has been broken. Learn how much you could save and be happy with MediShare at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. Know your church fathers. Athenagoras was a Christian philosopher in Athens who used his training to defend the Christian faith against Roman persecution. He wrote on the resurrection of the dead, arguing that the nature of God, the nature of humanity, and the concept of justice only make sense if there is a physical resurrection. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Yeah, that's right. We have two stingers here at Wretched. The world turns insane. Transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field uh, with robust research. Senator, uh, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field. <laughs> you dumb senator, you can't understand the ways of the wise. This is a wretched radio, the rise of the autonomous self. I suspect this is what Carl Truman's new book is about, but I've been musing on it. And what really kicked it off was my trip to Chattanooga, where I saw homeless people raving in the streets. And I had to ask, why do we do that? Why do, why do we let people live clearly a miserable life? Well, because it makes them happy. We know better. We know what is best for human beings. 
And letting somebody languish on the street with a mental illness and a drug addiction, with a lack of food, with a lack of shelter, with a lack of air conditioning, it ain't nice. But the autonomous self-ideology says, oh, yes, it is. That, that's because it lets them do whatever they want to do. Isn't that the original sin? Did God really say These days, we say that whatever the person says needs to be defended, it needs to be protected, it needs to be encouraged. And that includes changing your gender. That includes marijuana use. Well, we've got to let people enjoy the high that nature has provided for us. It's all about autonomous self. The the detachment from culture, from society, from family, from religion, from God, from duty— to being connected to anything. We are all these little atoms just colliding and bumping into one another. We have no obligation to anything but self. That is the rise of the autonomous self, and we see that also in the transgender movement. We've got to let people do what they think makes them happy. We know better. The Bible is our anthropology book. In fact, it's Romans chapter 1. Paul, in describing the descent of sin, He talks about not a particular culture, but every society that devolves into a total moral morass. This is he he says that they made not only images, graven images, idols of animals and created things, but a man. We made images of man. Aren't we seeing that, by the way, with all of our superhero movies that are now demigod movies? We, we make them our gods, our little gods, our manageable gods, our entertainment gods. That's what is being manifested based on Romans chapter 1. We love to make idols of man. And today, the idol of man that we all prefer is the idol that looks an awful lot like ourself. I make myself God. I make myself the center of my universe. I make myself the one who decides what is right and wrong. That is the religion of the autonomous self. It is the worship of self as a deity. Romans chapter 1 has never been more vivid. The Daily Mail they had the courage to interview a fellow who had transitioned. And the consequences of his transitioning have been very painful emotionally, physically, in every regard. And this article reveals what we are allowing people to do to themselves and the doctors that do this mutilating work. I'm telling you, mm, 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 mm. they're committing crimes. They aren't helping people be themselves and the real you that's inside of you, despite what your body parts reveal and confess for you. They're not being nice. This is just wicked. Here are some of the details from this particular article and this man's story. In his 20s, he stumbled across the idea of gender dysphoria in an Internet chat room. Older men on the forum convinced the vulnerable young man he must be trans. Why? Because he was experiencing homosexual feelings. He goes on to the Internet and they say, well, that's because you're supposed to be a girl, silly rabbit. That's happening on the Internet a lot, mom and dad. You need to be aware of that. This social media, I'm, tell, I'm, I'm reading a book right now by Mary Beakey, Let Them Work. Every parent should read this book. I'll, I'll share more another day. I didn't bring it in. But she's talking about, and one of her chapters is social media. 
mom and dad, you got to be all over it. You, you've got to be hawkish. Are your kids going to be happy about it? Nope, they're not. But as she rightly points out, if you are not simply an authoritarian, you are the authority, but you're not an authoritarian. You're a teacher and you're somebody who loves and affirms and encourages when good things are done. Then, then your kids, they might be disappointed, but they're not going to hate you. And she shared a story of being in the grocery store and watching two very similar situations with different outcomes. A little girl is screaming. She's crying. She wants a doll. I want a doll. I want a doll. I want a doll. Mom says no. And mom is adamant. No, you're not getting a dolly. Picks her up, carts her off as the kid tries to continues to like scream, cry and hit mother. Then she saw a little boy who was told by mom, no, honey, you, you, you can't have chocolate. We're going to be having dinner soon and, and it'll ruin your appetite. And I want you to be healthy and strong. And the little boy was sad. You could tell he was a little bit downcast. But what it was his response? He leaned into his mother for comfort. Why? Because, yes, she was in authority, but she was teaching. She was loving. She was encouraging. And the boy could be disappointed, but wasn't rebellious, wasn't aggressive because he loved and honored his mother. Mom, dad, you need to be loving your kids on the issue of social media, but you have got to be all over what they are doing there because a lot of people are being conditioned out there to change their gender. He was diagnosed with transsexualism after just two 30-minute appointments. Well, that's that's like an hour. That's pretty good to make a decision like that where they're going to actually mutilate your body. I, I just I can't even imagine a doctor who is, okay, what do, what do we have today? Well, we've got a girl who uh, thinks she's a boy, uh, so a uh, double mastectomy. All righty, let me just scrub up here and get on that. Are you kidding me? You're, you're castrating men and you don't have any qualms about it? Whoa, whoa. A psychiatrist recommended he take medication to block his testosterone production, the first step toward gender reassignment. And remember, there are no ill effects of that, say, the scientists, contrary to all the evidence that suggests otherwise. This fellow said, my concern is clinicians failed to identify red flags and change direction. Proper consideration needs to be given to issues such as OCD, internalized homophobia, depression, drug use, sexual abuse, childhood trauma as potential reasons for patients rejecting their sexed body. And his advice to you, mom and dad, is this. When asked what he would say to those questioning their gender, he replied they need to get off the Internet. Spend time in nature. Recognize that this is an obsession. Um, Mom and dad, what are your kids doing on their phones? Who's informing them? Who's influencing them? Chances? No. It's here's another manifestation of autonomous selfism that kids just I've got to do anything that makes me happy. And if my parents get in the way of that, well, I'm going to kick them to the curb as fast as I can. And I think that's why you see so many families that are broken up where the kids, the adult kids, they will not even talk to their parents. They will have nothing to do with them. Why? Because they know their parents are just going to lecture them. What is, what is where does that come from? Proverbs says that a wise son receives instruction from his father. Give it to me, Pop. 
I want to know what you know because you've got some wisdom. That is a wise man. Today we see nothing but rebellious young men and women wanting nothing to do with the wisdom of their father. Why? Because it puts a little bit of a speed bump in their autonomous road to happiness. That is another manifestation of the rise of the autonomous self. Family relations are busted. Finally, from the article, battling mental health issues and now pain that comes from this. He is now going on the circuit to say, please, it, it has to stop. The question, of course, is how? How does it stop? Anthropology is a big field in universities these days. The Bible is our anthropological book. The Bible helps us understand the character of man, what motivates our hearts, what lurks within our, our members. It, it identifies all of that, and it also identifies what is the best way for humans to live. And the answer is to in obedience to God and His will. When you're living in alignment with your Maker, you are going to be a happier creation. When you follow the dictates and demands of the Creator, how does one get on that road? And the answer to that is found in the gospel. People don't need to simply have their worldview changed. You've got doctors who swore a Hippocratic oath to use medicine to help people, mutilating people, mutilating them with surgical instruments, altering their bodies. And they have no qualms about it. They, they don't need a, 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 a different way of looking at medicine. They need a heart change. They need a heart transplant. They need the gospel. These stories grieve us. These stories see that the world system is horrible and terrible for human flourishing, but let's not lose sight of what the correct alternative is. The gospel. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. Over the weekend, the president told journalists at the White House that he could soon issue an executive order declaring a federal health emergency for abortion. Some White House officials aren't in agreement with Biden, however, saying that the idea is too problematic and likely isn't even worth trying. I wish someone would tell him that, and while you're at it, tell him that the executive order that he issued last week in regards to the abortion medication is also problematic and a big waste of time. Canada is in the news, though this particular story isn't worth bragging about. An Ontario-based physician recently released an article detailing how Canada's euthanasia law is the most permissive assisted suicide legislation in the world. The law currently allows suicide facilitation for people with disabilities, but is on track to expand it in March of next year to include those with mental illness. And the decision to expand the law was made after members of a panel that was charged to study adding mental illness resigned in good conscience. Though that happened, the law was still expanded. Not to be outdone or one-upped by Canada in the Terrible Decisions Department, the Biden administration's Department of Justice has made a deal to fund what they're calling transgender programming in federal prisons. And they're spending $1.5 million taxpayer dollars to get it implemented. I do have to give them credit for that name, though. It's very appropriate and uh, pretty slick. They want us to believe that this will create new programs in prisons for those that are transgender already. However, transgender programming, that's likely referring to the brain programming and brainwashing that's going to happen. Okay, so that's a pretty wild and crazy conspiracy theory. Or is it? 
Well, from Pennsylvania comes the news I'm sure all Pennsylvanians have been waiting and wishing for. Governor Tom Wolf has officially vetoed a bill to prevent biological men from competing in female sports. And you don't have to look very hard to find out which side of the aisle he sits on. When he shot down the bill last week, he called it a transphobic bill that was designed to bully and oppress children. Yep, that's exactly what the bill that keeps things fair is designed to do. You nailed it, Governor Wolf in sheep's clothing. You saw right through those oppressive Republicans who think girls should get the same fair opportunity to compete as boys do. A Christian bicycle mechanic in Lahore, Pakistan, has been sentenced to death under Pakistan's blasphemy law. The man's attorney calls the charges against his client baseless, as are most cases under that blasphemy law. A Muslim man who brought his bike to the Christian man for repair asked not to be charged because he was a devoted Muslim, and the Christian rejected the request, telling the man that he was not interested in his Muslim status, and police came to arrest the Christian man soon after. And as we tell you frequently here at Wretched, please make sure you are taking the time to continuously pray for all of our persecuted brothers and sisters all over the world. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Important dates in Christian history. 385 AD. In Milan, Bishop Ambrose defies the Empress. This event helped to establish the precedent of the church confronting the state when necessary to protect Christian teaching and oppose injustice and corruption in government. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have three stingers on Wretched. Todd, two was enough. One was enough. As the world turns... Insane. All white people are racist. We're not going to discuss, oh, maybe some of us will work it out. No, you're always going to be racist, actually. This is Wretched Radio. We are living in an autonomous self world, and most people are autonomous self girls or boys or whatever they want to be because autonomy promotes that I can actually determine what I am because the most important thing in the universe is myself. Romans 1 helps us to understand what's going on. We make idols in the image of man, and the current idol that is proliferated with just about every citizen on the planet is self. I'm God. I'm the center of the universe. I'm the one who should be able to determine what is right and wrong, true or false, good or bad. We are autonomous selves. We do what we want to do, contrary to the consequences, contrary to the diminishing of human flourishing. We must let people be homeless so that they can be happy. We must let people smoke pot so that they can do whatever they want to do. We must let people be intimate with monkeys because we know that they've got to be able to do whatever they want to do as opposed to knowing what is best for people. The book of anthropology that is the only inspired and infallible book that helps us to understand what goes on in the heart of man, why do we act and behave the way that we do, is found in the Bible. Instead of studying all of these ridiculous secular courses on anthropology, we need to read our Bibles to recognize that the best way for humans to live is in alignment with their maker. If you as the creation are not living under the dictates of your creator, you are not going to flourish. The best way to flourish is by following what your maker wants you to do, think, believe, feel. 
That is the road to human flourishing. But today we've cast that off, and now we climb every mountain, swim every, climb every mountain. Take it, Jimmy. Swim every sea. Is that good? You like that? Wow. (laughs) So glad I don't sing like that. Follow every rainbow. Till you find your dreams. dreams. That, 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 that was 1960s. Ver- I think The Sound of Music was in the 60s. Nine, nine, did you know that Julie Andrews is apparently quite bawdy? Isn't that a bummer? That she's kind of like Betty White on the side. And instead of you know being that gracious lady that she appears to be, everybody says, oh, you should hear the way she's pretty randy, that one. That's a bummer. And she was singing about the autonomous self in the Swiss Alps. Climb every mountain, swim every sea, follow every rainbow till you find your dreams. That's the autonomous self. By the way, Jimmy, as long as you've got your vocal cords warmed up, I yes. was I was wondering if you could help me with a new sound effect because we we've got plenty of these. By the way, we've got we've got enough of these stingers that oh, yeah. you created. <laughs> As the world turns insane. Uh, the world is insane. Yeah. And the cure to insanity is conversion, that is guy. what it is. But, Jimmy, my new favorite word is scrometing. <laughs> yes, mine too. Yeah, the, the effect that marijuana has on people that we let smoke pot legally. We thought that was such a good idea. All about autonomous self. And now people are they're they're vomiting and screaming simultaneously. It's called scrometing. Jimmy, yes. If I asked you to create a stinger for that, and you couldn't find anything on the internet, which I suspect you actually could, would how would you portray scrometing? Oh, you want me to do it? Okay, um, I'm, I'm asking you to scrum. Okay, <laughs> asking me. Okay, all right. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> That's about how I envision it. You know, I think I'd rather have you sing songs from The Sound of Music than that. Okay, hold on. I'm giving, I'm cutting you some slack, Jimmy. And scrumming. Boom. There it is. Gotta love the YouTube machine. There's like my entire page. It's got videos on scrumming. I don't know what they're going to talk about on this one, but this is, this is, this is what we are allowing people to do because we must let them. Be their autonomous self. This is uh, doctor, doctor, doctors. It's not Dr. Oz. This doesn't look like Dr. Oz. It's a, it's a much younger guy. More states, as we know, are legalizing marijuana. It's used both for medical and recreational purposes. Doctors are now seeing an influx of patients experiencing some strange behaviors, though. Have a look at this. With 29 states and the nation's capital legalizing marijuana in some form, Brilliant. the power of the green flower is more popular than ever. But an obscure syndrome making the medical rounds are giving many medical professionals an uneasy feeling. By the way, according to some doctors, it's not unusual to see people manifest scrometing. The term scrometing is being used for people experiencing cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. Wow. This growing condition is believed to cause vomiting and screaming in certain individuals with prolonged marijuana use. As more long-term marijuana tests and studies are being done. Oh, no, no. Show the scrometing. They showed some B-roll of some people, you know, looking, you know, with their head in a toilet. We want to hear it. I want to hear some scrometing (laughs) here. Hold on. That didn't do the trick. Okay. I 
I regret to inform you that weed-induced scrometing is real. 27,000 views. Uh, Scromit. <laughs> it might be a song. I'm looking at this. I can't play it because the dude on the front cover looks. Um, that always scares me when you blindly play stuff from YouTube. A little scary. Huge day here at Scromit Inc. Scromit, the original mix from a band called Convex. 940 huh. views. Yeah, that's What correct. is scrometing? Cannaboid hypermesis syndrome. That sounds medical. Sounds medical. And it sounds mean. People are getting stoned regularly, legally. They're not thriving. They're diminishing. They're not flourishing. They're famished for truth, for brain cells, for lung capacity. But we got we to gotta let people do whatever they're going to do. I hold in my never-before-nicotine-stinging fingers a good reminder of why civilizations fall. Edwin Gibbon, right around the time of the Declaration of Independence, I think about a decade after, wrote the, the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. The decline and fall, not the rise and the fall, the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. We have those books at home. He cited five reasons for the fall of a great civilization. One, the rapid increase of divorce with resultant undermining of the home. Hmm. Check. Reason two, higher and higher taxes and the spending of public money for free bread and circuses for the people. Double check. We're providing amusements and tax dollars and giving people stuff for their amusement and making some, just some people pay an exorbitant amount of taxes. It's not a fair system at all. Reason number three for the fall of Rome, the mad craze for pleasure and sports, which became more and more brutal. Huh. Have you seen the MMA? Wow, that is brutality going on there. That is, whew, that's blood sport is what that is. Reason number four, the building of gigantic armaments. Well, it's not like we have an industrial military complex or anything. And finally, reason number five, the decay of religious faith, which faded into formalism and became impotent. If, if you, That's probably the one that comes the closest to the effects of the autonomous self. That we've abandoned religion, we replace it with something else. I do what I want to do. And in Rome, you saw that happening a lot. There were a plethora of gods. They had multiple deities. They had whatever god they chose to worship as their own, that's what they worshipped. And that actually became their god. Sounds like Hinduism, doesn't it? That is the rise of the autonomous self. Here's another demonstration. Genetic screening now lets parents pick the healthiest embryos. We get to now create a lot of human beings in a Petri dish, test them to see which ones are less likely to get sick, even though there's no guarantee, and then discard the other ones. What is at least a part of this horrific worldview? Well, people want to have kids and they want them to be healthy. So we have to let them do whatever our scientific methods can provide for them in order to have the healthy children that they want. Now, is this direct in every instance of insanity that we see in the world? No, but it's a part of it. This is called ranking of rated embryos. So you create a bunch of fertilized eggs and you discover which ones had the best possible chance at living a long, disease-free life. 
No guarantees in using these processes. It can only be used as a forecast. This is nothing new. For around three decades, IVF clinicians have taken sperm and egg samples to grow into several embryos at once before choosing the most promising-looking one for implantation in the uterus. What a world. What a world. Why do we see so much of this insanity? It is all anti-God, removing him from the throne of people's lives and placing on that throne themselves. It's the arise of the autonomous self. Look around. You see it everywhere. This is Wretched Radio. The war for life is not over. The war for life has just begun. Dan Steiner from preborn.org slash wretched. Our partner clinic in um, Buffalo, New York, is firebombed. A clinic in Longmont, Colorado also was burned. And so this is the essence of who we are as Christians. We war not against flesh and blood. The implication is that we are, in fact, at war, and we are. The war for life rages on state by state, city by city, block by block, woman by woman. Would you please consider supporting preborn.org slash wretched, providing free ultrasound, providing counseling, providing parental training, providing Similac, providing clothes, providing diapers, and offering them the good news of the gospel. We are at war for life. Please consider supporting preborn.org slash wretched. Hey, thank you for listening to Wretched Radio today. We know you have infinite choices in what gets your time, and we don't take for granted that you've chosen Wretched Radio. And we also want to thank those of you who are monthly Wretched Gospel partners. Without your support, we could not do all that we're able to do. From Wretched Radio and Wretched TV to other productions like Road Trip to Truth, Transformed and Breaking Bread, not to mention the many resources available in the Wretched store, they're all possible only because of you and your ongoing support. If you're not already a monthly Wretched Gospel partner, would you prayerfully consider becoming one? Help us continue producing quality productions that reach millions with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And know that we take seriously our stewardship of the resources you provide. That's why we're audited yearly by the ECFA, so you know we're accountable to you. Get all the information you could ever need about becoming a monthly Wretched Gospel partner now by visiting wretched.org slash donate. Wretched, amazing grace, amazing gospel. Thanks to our partners, we were able to create channels of food supplies from neighboring countries of Moldova and Romania. Over 45 tons of non-perishable food supplies were brought in and delivered to thousands of people across small towns and cities that suffered from the war. That is our dear brother Max from the Tomorrow Clubs in Ukraine continuing to preach the gospel, opening up kids clubs where they can and, because of the war, providing resources, providing food and shelter and prayer and, of course, the gospel to people who are in need. If you have never considered supporting Tomorrow Clubs, this might be the right time. You are needed in Ukraine. Tomorrow Clubs will do the work. They will take care of the distribution. They just need the resources. Would you please consider providing them? Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Books of the Bible. 
The book of Ruth tells of a Moabite widow who chose to follow the God of Israel and found favor in the eyes of a godly man named Boaz, who claimed her family's land as her kinsman redeemer. Ruth and Boaz are the ancestors of Jesus and a foreshadowing of Jesus' work as our kinsman redeemer. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Spanning the globe. Well, at least you do. And then you send stories, articles, sermons, questions, comments, conundrums, snarks to idea at wretched.org. I'm fascinated by all of them, so I print them out, mark them up, bring them into the studio, but have no coherent way to present them, except for slapping a theme song on it and calling it Wide World of Christian News. Let's go to the West Coast, shall we? Seattle police arrest street preacher for reading the Bible. Oh, I see. This is the left coast, I'm telling you. So at this point, we can no longer stand by, said the officer. The risk that you pose for public safety for reading the Bible by remaining here can be mitigated if you leave. It's your last chance. The fellow who was the street preacher who was arrested wrote this or actually said this in the video. We've got a city full of crime. We've got needles all over the place. Lawless, homeless camps everywhere. Assaults. We've got broken glass. We've got Antifa running the place. But they've got time to send in 10 police officers to arrest a street preacher for reading his Bible in a park. Yep. That's our new world right there. Washington State School Board Director. A Washington State School Board director it's like the superintendent is going to be teaching a uh, i don't even like reading this stuff uh, uh, fox news washington state school board director to teach sexual pleasure class to nine-year-olds at sex shop there it is she owns the sex shop that's right did i mention she's a school board director Listen to this nonsense. The class for 9 to 12-year-olds is an introduction to topics related to relationships, puberty, bodies, and sexuality. We focus on what makes healthy versus unhealthy friendships and romantic relationships, the science of how puberty works, consent, and personal boundaries, defining sex, and discussing why people may or may not choose to engage in sexual activities, said Jen Mason, owner of the sex shop Wink Wink and school board director, for the school district. It's called Uncringe Academy. Actually, your academy is making me cringe, madam. This is child abuse. You have no business instructing children on these subjects. This is totally, completely, 100% the realm of authority that belongs only to the parent, not to you. You need to get out of sexual education. It should not be in our schools, period. But it takes a public school system to raise our kids. I'll try to edit this as best I can. Class topics include what is sex? Um, nope, can't do that one. Um, nope, can't do that one. Gender and sexual identities. 
safer sex practices for all kinds of sexual activities. That's so cool. The workshops are divided by age and presentation of topics that'll vary for developmental appropriateness. Well, there's, wow, do you smell the irony on that one? (laughs) Right there. What a world, what a world. In the meantime, polls revealing godless people aren't flourishing. They aren't doing well. This is a new study called the General Social Survey, indicates all demographics, everybody on the planet right now, generally reporting higher levels of unhappiness. We are at an historic high of people who say that they are not too happy. A whopping 30% of people under the age of 35 call themselves unhappy. 30%. This is this to me is a massive bummer, but a huge opportunity for the propagation of the gospel. These these people are are pointless. They are purposeless. They are friendless. They are they are isolatedness. They 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 need a relationship with their Maker through Jesus Christ, and they need to be in a body of believers who genuinely love them. This is a chance for you to proclaim the gospel to people. From this study, American young adults have begun to take an extraordinary dim view of the world in their own lives. And the report highlighted religiosity as a factor impacting happiness. Among people who attend religious services at least two times per month, the unhappiness rate, it rose, but only by 4%. That was the smallest increase of any demographic. For individuals who attended religious services less frequently, unhappiness rose by 15%. And if you never went to church, it's up to 30% if you're under the age of 35. Suggesting that participation in religious community may serve as a useful buffer against adverse events in life. Is inviting somebody to church evangelism? No, it's it's not. Technically, Evangelism is what the word means, sharing the good news. You actually sharing the good news. Now, you can do that in a myriad of ways. You can speak it to people. You can send a letter to people. You could go out in the streets and hand out copies of Solving the God Puzzle, available at wretched.org slash puzzle. We'll give you as many copies as you promise to give away. That's, that's sharing the gospel. Inviting somebody to church is often these days called evangelism, but it's not. It's inviting people to church. So I, while I don't think that we should take ourselves off the hook of personal responsibility regarding personal evangelism, I do think that inviting people to church is a wonderful thing to do. I just don't think that it's the church's job to get them saved, because we don't want churches suddenly doing services for the unbelievers. It should be done for sheep, not for goats. That is what church is, a body of believers where unbelievers are welcome, and you can invite them to show them the love of Jesus in action, to show them we are setting apart time to do something transcendent here. I went to a church. Did I mention I was in Chattanooga? Went to Chattanooga a couple of weekends ago, I think, something like that, and went to a church on Lookout Mountain. Uh, Christ Baptist something? Uh, Nathan White is the pastor. Dude got up wearing a suit and a bow tie. So in other words, he's dressing like an adult who takes his responsibilities and his position seriously. Opened up a te- the last verses in the book of Titus. So Titus chapter 3, the last few verses. 
And he handled the scripture so well, but more than that, the liturgical service, which didn't feel like it was overly formal, it was serious, it was uplifting, it was ethereal, it was not worldly, it was transcendent and different. And you can bring somebody to a church like that, and they should experience something different. They should walk out going, I never seen nothing like that. Unfortunately, so many churches try to look exactly like the world to woo the world when I think just the opposite is required and defined by the Bible as to what church actually should be. Bring people to church. They're longing for community. Was reading an article on, oh, I know, it was David Brooks talking about mass shootings, you know, writing for the New York Times. And he he cited one particular fellow, his his claim, David Brooks' claim, is that a lot of these mass shooters wouldn't have done what they did if somebody had said, don't do that. No, don't. Those plans you're making, they, they've got to stop. There's you, you, you need to do better than that. Let me be your friend. And he cited one, he cited one in particular who said exactly that. If somebody had just said, hey, man. Well, why are you thinking like that? Let's let's talk through this. Put the gun down. And, and, and let's get this figured out because you know better than this. And they would have stopped because somebody cared, because somebody injected themselves into their lives and said, I'm interested in you. Talk to me. Tell me what's going on. I'm actually interested. People are longing for it these days. Suicide rates up because they lack community. They feel isolated and alone. And we have got the perfect body of believers assembled weekly and hopefully throughout the week, where people could find a sense of belonging. Now, that's not why they should repent and put their trust in Jesus Christ. They should repent and trust in Jesus Christ because he is the one who forgives their sins. Only through him can sins be forgiven, but they will find themselves adopted into God's family. So don't stop doing evangelism. Get solving the God puzzle at wretched.org slash puzzle. But maybe now is indeed a good time to up our efforts and to invite people into church. Married church attenders are markedly happier than other young adults. Now, that's true even if you're not a Christian. Why? Because marriage, which I actually think that we Christians should start calling a covenantal union instead of marriage because the term now has been so polluted that it's it doesn't resemble anything biblical. So you can have the term world. We'll take covenantal union, because that's what a marriage is. Married church attenders are markedly happier than other young adults, whether you go to church or not, because that's the way that God designed us to operate and to live. So when you do that, you are going to flourish. Some of this may be selection bias, but some of it may also be causal effects of deeper social ties, providing material and psychological resources for dealing with life's challenges. Hmm. Is there any place that does that? Oh, yeah the church. Until tomorrow, go serve your king.